You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgray.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man, can't even see me right now. Oh, Miss Rusty, what's up, everyone? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Public Access Podcast, the uh, podcast here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. And today is Valentine's Day. This kind of looks like boobs.com. Day, uh, a few things, maybe two things, maybe three things, maybe four things, probably more. But I thought, you know, why not? Why not? Why not? And and I thought I'm gonna wear my fucking bathrobe, or not my. It's not really a bathrobe. It's more of a uh, a ring robe. But I have two of these because they fucked one up, so they sent me two. So this is kind of a fucked up one. Because they did that where it's supposed to, like, go back and then they missed it. It's all, you know, RD for RDRR. And they just covered it. They had it like that. It's fucking... So it's like, I need you to fix this. And they did. And it was awesome. And uh, I need to wear it more. Because I was just sitting here. So... Welcome, everybody, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're listening here and you think, ah, I want to, I don't be able to watch this, you know what? You can. You can go onto YouTube, find the public access podcast, or maybe you're watching this on YouTube and you see me and you're like, oh, shit, I don't want to see this, but you like the content. Then you go anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find my podcast there, the public access podcast. There's someone else who has public access podcast. But that came out after my show was on. So too bad for them that they don't get a the in the front. Anyway, it's time for me to bring on my special guest. And I'm going to bring on my special guest right here, right now. And my special guest right here and right now is Aya. How you doing, Aya? Aya Hoja in the building. I didn't even yeah. go for it. Uh, I know you didn't. How I dare did. you? Yeah, like you, 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 a you, half introduction. Yeah, you were just like here's Aya. Like, well, but you know what? Listen, I love the 
fact that you're assuming that your listeners and your audience knows who Aya is. I like it. Let's keep it that way. Here's Aya. <laughs> you're back. This is your third time on this that's show. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So it, if for some reason, this is your first time listening, which maybe it is. You can go back and you can listen to two more. Uh, yeah. That's right. And listen how awesome and amazing the different types of conversations we have. I really like the fact that we do have conversations. And I guess that's really essentially what your podcast is all about. So it's good. Good target market. Right. But, you know, it's good that we get to have conversations and we get yeah. to we get to do this and we get to get to wherever we're getting to. And I enjoy it. And I enjoy talking with you. So, Me too. um yeah, and we, you know, it's uh, yeah, what, whatever, whatever it means for it to be uh, Valentine's Day today, and and all that, and uh, yes, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Rusty. How's your Valentine's Day going? Happy Valentine's Day. I um, it's going pretty well. Um, I've uh, got to just sort of uh, do what I've wanted to do today, so I can't. I can't really complain and um I don't know cuz it's a, it's a day uh I can't uh, I don't know. It's like a day like any other day except just today is Valentine's Day so Yeah, well cuz here's the thing cuz I don't celebrate anything. I uh so it's like it's February 14th. But uh, you know, that has caused some issues in the past, I must say. Um, like telling what? someone, you know, uh, for Valentine's Day that I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, uh, yeah. it could be bad, could yeah. turn out bad. And then, you know, like, oh, you're not going to get me something on Valentine's Day. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Some other day when I see something and I think it's awesome and it reminds me of you and I want to give it to you right then. I'm going to give it to you right then because one, I'm not going to be able to hold on to it and keep that uh, secret. And two, by the time that I want to give it to you, I want to like, I want to right then because it's useful then. It might not be useful down the road uh if i have to hold on to it because like me i would go and you know probably grab stuff months ahead and just sort of like start getting a pile of stuff that that could be good for any types of uh gift giving occasion and then just um stockpile mm -hmm. yeah Hoard. yeah hoarding yeah consumer hoarding um because hoarding. yeah you're kind of like preparing in advance yeah um i sometimes do that i try not to but <clears throat> i know my mom does that like way ahead of time sometimes she'll start shopping it for in january or february or march or april anytime but december for december's holidays and we have a lot of birthdays and you know christmas and fun stuff so she'll be shopping like almost 12 months ahead so i know what you mean um yeah and like i saw someone the other day uh in a video they were a uh realtor uh, i think in virginia or something and just had like because it was like a a storage unit 
um, mm -hmm. that someone bought that had lapsed because someone, you know, defaulted on the payment for some reason or another. Mm -hmm. But she has all this stuff like, I assume some of it like meant to be gifts, like, or part of it is probably for like staging houses, but it's like mm -hmm. all this new shit just sitting in there, just waiting um, for, you know, for the right, wow. right guest, uh, the right um, client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, I don't want to put point fingers, but yeah, my mom does that a lot. <laughs> uh, she'll buy it ahead of time like thinking about um oh I can give this to a client and whatnot I think for me I would not mind investing money on marketing stuff like if it was notebooks notepads types with the with your own logo and then you know hand them out when you're in meetings or events and you can just hand those things out but when you're buying gifts for somebody you have not even worked with I don't know. I think it's a little too much. That's just my opinion. And it, well, but it's it's like this line of being the personal and impersonal too. Of like, you got things that are pretty good. They're like pretty zoned in. Maybe like seventy to eighty percent somewhere in there. Um, mm -hmm. Of like, oh, this is a pretty pretty good gift. But it's not yeah. like you met the person you went out with them and then you're like, Oh, you know, I should, I should get that. Like, that would be a good one. That would like, I know that would go well with them. And I bet they would hold on to that for a while. And every time I need to do something or if I need to pass a name along, it's going to be, yep. it's going to be that one. And um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah, cause I could I could go both ways, but now it's just I have enough of my own crap, I guess. <laughs> yeah, to each their own, as I say. You know, whatever works. If it works for you, it works for you. You know, um, I I do love to give gifts to people. I love taking care of people. Love feeding people. So, for some reason, something about this year has been very like the desire has been very strong to just want to give give things to people which is great i love it um what do you yeah. why do you think that is <clears throat> that's a great question i don't know why that is i've always had the desire to take care of people and give and i think because i'm now in commercial real estate my sphere of influence has grown really um fast and i've been meeting a lot of amazing people and developing or cultivating beautiful connections with people and all i want to do is just you know like continue to see them smile happy you know like just want to give it it uh, has always been a desire of mine to be able to take care of my favorite people or just even not even my favorite people but just people in general i love people very much and you know, now I'm trying to find creative ways of how I can give without it hurting my pocket. Um, and so I've been very creative in like baking cookies, like a few, when was this? Yeah, a few weeks ago, we had a meeting um, 
it was a uh, to me it felt very it was a very special meeting for me and this was between two clients basically introducing um introducing each other um to one another and i wanted it to be such a such a beautiful and uh everlasting experience and i figured like well how can i make this special and this was at the time when i was visiting my friends in florida and what i love about my friends in florida is everything revolves around food with them they're always talking about how um they want to be part of the community they love breaking bread with the community and i when i came back home to charleston i was like all right i how can i interpret implement that and i figured well the best way i can break bread during a conference um like while they're in the conference room having a presentation as it's in, this is a business setting how can i create my own version of breaking bread together and i baked cookies you know like and i created a box individual box for everybody who was in that meeting and they all ate the cookies and the chocolates after the meeting but that was my way of uh breaking bread and creating that opportunity for everybody to break bread in a professional setting it was beautiful what kind of cookies were they what kind of cookies were they? They were chocolate chip. Okay. Um, they I had. That's what I was. Caramel. I would say that would probably be the, the safest bet for everyone. To go oh yeah, market. yeah. But there's more, and that's what I love. It had caramel as well as walnuts. Okay, you put the nuts in there. I did. Uh, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's lots of sugar. So so hard to get stuff right now with nuts in it. Um, it kind of is is tough, especially if I get something like a banana bread or something. It doesn't have any nuts. It's just I don't. You I'm have not... you have to you have to make it yourself. Yeah. I w- I've never. I guess that's. I have had banana bread. I was introduced to it actually surprisingly last year because I'm not a fan of banana and bread together just the sound of it did not appeal to me at all but my business partner introduced me to it and I was like okay I can get with it and then my brother he was into baking and he made his own version of banana bread he threw in chocolate chip cook uh, chocolate chip as well as walnuts and oh my god I was hooked I was just like make more of those please thank you very much absolutely Mm -hmm. that the the walnuts and the chocolate chips in them is both mm. uh, amazing. The way to do it, and um, yeah, it's it's hard when it's just like just banana bread, just plain like having the nuts and the chocolate, or if you even put a little caramel in there, like you're saying uh, with the nuts. cookies. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. wonder if that would be pretty good. Um, you should try but, it. Let me know. Yeah, I I haven't cooked banana bread for uh quite some time i had a pretty good hookup uh when well it's not too bad here either i've had a i've had it all right like a pretty good hookup here uh, i guess i do I have a a little place right by me uh with the donkeys and the chickens and Those are uh, the best. yeah wow. and then there's like a little store but it's uh it's probably about the size of this room and you just you can like leave the money there and you go and take change when you need to and then uh yeah you just put it in there yeah and uh it's like 
three fifty or four dollars for a loaf of banana bread with some nuts in it and it's pretty good uh i saw one like that was like seven or eight dollars the other day and i thought that was too much for a little loaf um yeah that's in, that's inflation yeah yeah, yeah. and it it's was... I, I don't know i don't need to be paying no no seven dollars for a loaf of bread that you but... can make yourself yeah Right, that I can make myself, which mm -hmm. yeah, maybe I will. Once it's more of a hassle to do that. Um, it's fun. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving baking and something awesome. that I've been really um, having fun with was making muffin tops. That's been a lot of fun. How are you making muffin tops? How does that work? Uh, is, it, is it like... that Seinfeld episode with the muffin tops do you make the muffins and then you just go and no like, no pick the bottom no. part and you just nope you know. <laughs> no no so all right I'm spitting I'm spilling all my beans here guys you That's heard it here first yes I, perfect yeah. don't don't sue me and don't use this against me and don't you dare tell my clients this um because they think that I made it from scratch but <laughs> I buy the little, um, you know, those box things that like pre-made. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, those are the ones I buy. So yeah, I'm sure you can find them in, like, um, your grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's muffin tops, but I haven't checked out other grocery stores. I just have one that's close by to my house that I go to, and um, they've been, it's been a hit at least within with me. I've been killing those cookies. They've been so good. especially when you add walnuts oh my god i don't know what it is about the walnuts but they just enhance everything and just make I, it taste so much better i agree um mm -hmm. do you like oatmeal raisin cookies i'm not a fan of oatmeal okay uh -uh. yeah that the, with the walnuts uh in there I'm, that makes me uh that's like one of my favorite cookies oatmeal yes. raisin with walnuts um But and then just how good your house smells, uh, or afterwards, like um, sounds too healthy for me. That's why I'm just no. Like if you're gonna sin, let's sin well. You know, go all in with all the sugar. You know, that's that's my philosophy. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna have sugar, you just come on. Yeah, and go push that. No, you're making it, and then yeah, yeah it's uh. pretty nice like can't really beat that like got some nice nice stuff in the oven uh mm -hmm. i mean i don't want to brag but when my mom uh sold her houses they were on the market for a while uh at least the first one and then i came in and i'm like hey you know what i'm gonna go ahead and put some cookies in there and then it sold uh and then uh her other house wasn't as long but i didn't come along until then i'm like hey i'm gonna put some cookies i'm gonna i don't know if i only i baked them i don't think i was That's there but i was like bake, put smart some cookies. yeah uh it's good like that mm -hmm. it's one of those things that uh mm -hmm. you know you associate with oh yep. this is home it smells like cookies. yeah yeah it's smart very smart so whoever's listening if you're in real estate boom yeah boom free gems right. free gems yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that's what you're getting here. Uh, mm -hmm. That's why I, uh, am, you know, it's the free gem podcast today. That's so. right. Yeah, 
let's let's throw more jams and more uh diamonds rusty diamond Ooh, yeah mm -hmm. yeah I'll throw a few out um, all right so speaking of uh gems and diamonds uh your book oh your book i that's how i that's how all i right. transitioned into your book with gems i was gonna and i was gonna pick on you but okay you want to pick on me let's do it pick on me Ooh, i'm gonna pick on you all right um yeah, no, I, I'm I'm happy that uh, that came across, and I I haven't, you know, I haven't done as much reading uh, in the past little while as I used to. I've been on a bit of a reading freeze as far as physical media, which because mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know if I consider like re what I read on my phone or on a computer is reading. But I'm retaining, or not, well, I guess I'm retaining, but I'm get, learning stuff, and I'm, like, reading it, like, but I'm just not, like, if it's not, like, a physical book, I don't know if I feel like I'm really reading. It, it's, mm. like, yeah. I know what you not, mean. Yeah. Well, it depends on what kind of content you're reading, because if you're reading social media posts, like an Instagram post, Facebook post, I, I mean, you're reading, but you're, it's such a little tiny Right. bit of content can you really call that reading i don't know now if well, you're like yeah. investing a couple of minutes i'm talking about 15 to 30 minutes of just like reading an article or findings or consuming that type of content then i think that's qualified as reading okay so uh, then what i is might it? Re read a little bit more than i thought but um what you're gonna do but um I liked your book. I liked it. And yeah. I like that. Um, What'd you like? I liked a lot of it. Uh, I liked... Really? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, what did what, you think about the book? <laughs> what was a, what? All right. Let me ask you this. Now my turn, my turn. I know it's Rusty Diamond's uh, show, but haha, I was taking over. Um, <clears throat> what's a, what was the key takeaway or that resonated with you? Go fucking do shit don't be fucking don't be all fucking sad and fucking go do shit like i think that's uh you know that that's what i got from it um okay that was the main takeaway uh, that i had from it and that i don't know why you're not or are you um, are you doing that more? You said you're it says at the end you're doing it more. Doing um, what? what? Writing more. Making more of that content. It says you're going to, so it says there's gonna be more books. There uh, are yeah, oh my gosh, yes. There's actually a few I have a few books in mind. Um they're in queue right now. And I have a few screenplays that are also in queue. The screenplays are um I was so, so like in draft mode. I need to create an outline and actually execute it. Just haven't had the time. But yeah, I have a few more books that I would love to publish. I don't know if it will be possible to publish this year, but there is at least two books that I would love to publish in the next two or three years. Um, maybe three. Uh, for the mm -hmm. uh, screenplay, do you uh, use like a, an app for that? The, like I do. Writing app. I forgot what yes. the one was I used. Uh, There's a few. Um, yeah. I can look it up, but yeah, it's 
it has been um, Rider Duet is one that I use. It's beautiful and it's free uh, up to a certain point, obviously, but um, you should be able to write a screenplay um, through Rider Duet there without having to pay for anything. And I love it because it's very much sticks to the format of how the screenplay is supposed to be formatted. So it's beautiful. You don't have to recreate the wheel. It has the template already there for you. Um, <clears throat> I think, I don't know if I mentioned it in the book, but yeah, I actually wrote a, and finished the screenplay. My very first one, it's a feature film um, about two years ago. Okay. I don't know if you said, I think you said you were working on it. Uh, or that there was, there was maybe you did see Rhoda Scoompa, but didn't, maybe didn't elaborate on it. It could uh, be. So that, that's the reason why I want to revise my book, uh, Getting Lost in the Sauce, is because I feel like there were a couple of friends who said, you know, it's a, it's a good book, but I feel like you could definitely expand on a lot of things here and there. And I'm like, okay, this is great feedback. And the reason why I didn't really expand or I just kind of zoomed through is because I'm not a big fan of talking about myself. I don't love, like, I I have a story. I love sharing that story one-on-one -on -one with people based off of their interest and how, how deep we want to go into my journey. But when it comes to, for me to sit down and write to a large audience that I've never met, it's a little bit challenging because... Like, how much do I want to expose myself? Because even the fact that, like, I'm saying, hey, I'm from Turkmenistan, like, that to me is already too much exposure. Me saying, oh, I hit depression or I went through a divorce or blah, blah, blah. That's a lot of exposure, in my opinion. And so when my friends say, like, hey, you could have expanded more on that. I'm like, oh, you want more? Like, yeah, we want to know more about you. I'm like, okay, I can expand. So that's why I asked you, like, what kind of questions you would want like what kind of questions did you have for me that you would have wanted um to read or see in the book that i could expand on because that would help me revise the book so and, here's what i'm saying yeah. uh you said in there that you were when you got back into reading you were reading one or two books a day and uh for a while and so mm -hmm with your book being the length that it is that would fall into one of those categories so i would stick with that um and let that lead into other things you don't need to go and put everything into your first book i mean it's uh unless you really want to um but i don't i don't know it needs to be longer um I don't know if it needs to have that many more details. I mean, that's a bunch of different books to go in different directions rather than just briefly touching on them. Nice. Good. Thank you for that feedback. I really appreciate it. And just um, to clarify, I didn't read like one or two books a day, like boom, boom, done, you know, like from the beginning to the end. That's like, oh, okay. that's, yeah, I think that's where I need to clarify. That's not what the case was about. I think what I do for me, um, I love reading books, but I give myself at least 15 to 30 minutes a day in the morning. And I, it's part of my routine in the morning to read a book. And it's either going to be a business book or a spiritual book. 
um, or a book that helps elevate me in the morning and sets the tone for the rest of the day. That's uh, so I'll expand on that. Thank you. Um, I'll expand on that uh, in my book. But yeah, it wasn't I wasn't reading a whole book because then that would require me not to work at all. I'm just reading books and that's it. You know, that takes a yeah. couple of hours to commit. Um, <clears throat> but that would be um, there was a point when I first moved to Charleston, my first year, because I didn't really have a social life. I didn't know anybody. I didn't I was still figuring myself out. I did read two books a day, meaning um one book in the morning, 15 to 30 minutes, and then a second book, 15 to 30 minutes in the evening. And I was able to finish those two books within like a week or two and just continue on with that process. And it definitely fed my soul, I will admit. Um, books that I love reading are all in business or spiritu- spirituality. Those are my two favorite topics. Um, yeah. yeah, I kind of that same way like I, I like reading books about those kinds of uh happenings or mm-hmm. books like i don't know like some fiction books i can get into but it's very rare that i'm gonna sit and read a, a, a fiction book mm-hmm. that i'm not mm-hmm. learning something um yeah. having something to take away like I, there's i've i don't know there's a lot of stories I've heard and a lot of the stories too are so similar and uh, like books that are written. There's only like how many stories, seven, seven stories or something like that. Uh, it might be a little more than seven, but I think there's seven basic stories that are derived into uh, everything that is story-wise. In f- oh, in fiction, you mean? In fiction, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I never got into fiction like unless my friends have read the book or have done their own research and recommend it then I will get into it maybe and then we would like that and the reason why I'm saying this is we actually that exactly happened uh, I had a colleague a few years ago when I was still in corporate uh, pitch and say hey guys do you want to read this fiction book it's very interesting it's based off of, of World War Two. <clears throat> And it's about romance. And I'm like, it's fiction though. And so I only got into it because we had like a little semi book club. So we all got to talk about it. And it was a great book. I, I'm not going to poo-poo on fiction. But if if I was to go and uh, make my own executive choice, it would either be spirituality, business, or anything revolving around spirituality or business. Real reality, realistic. Yeah, I don't know if it's. Yeah, I think spirituality is real, realistic. Yeah, yeah. Based and, off of life. Yeah, not right. that fiction yeah. isn't, but yeah. Well, and there's ways to, when with fiction, you're not able to like take that, I and mean, you can you can sort of take it and try to uh, apply it to your life and make your life better. Uh, whereas with, you know, a spiritual book or a business book can probably yeah. do both of those um you can yeah you should if you're reading them you probably should have some takeaway from either one of those yeah there you go that, that's a really good distinction uh between fiction and non-fiction um there's not many lessons you can learn off of fiction it's almost like watching a good 
TV show or a movie, but you're reading through it and you're using your mind to visualize and bring bring the text into reality in your head. Whereas with business and spirituality books, it's more like the author is talking at you and trying to educate you or at least try to enhance you. And it's up to you, the reader, to then implement everything you've just learned or drop it. You know, it's up to you as the right. reader. Yeah, it's that was something in your book like you kind of grab people every once in a while too like in, in the book uh just cool that, you um, like, can you expand on that i don't know what that means rusty oh uh, well i mean like reaching out and just like grabbing someone by their uh by their neck uh during the middle of the book but there's points of it where you uh like have to like grab like say the same thing over and over um like you kind of shake sense into people i guess in a few few spots and like sort of like breaking the fourth wall um in a way even though it's a book like the book that you wrote still kind of breaking the fourth wall and like talking to you as more of just like as opposed to just telling the story and you're like Mm -hmm. hey hey, hold on like hey hey do this yeah yeah uh I appreciate that. That That's yeah. very valuable feedback because, <clears throat> all right, so I, I don't know if I ever told you this. When I published the book, I didn't really give it to anybody to review, like nothing. This was just like, this is me, bare bones. This is me literally exposing myself, putting myself in a very vulnerable uh, position because I did not send it to the editor. I did not have anybody read it. I didn't have any focus groups. Like Rookie Mistake 101 for an author as well as a marketer. And this is a person, me, who has 10 years of marketing experience. It was like, obviously like, hey, dummy, like you should be doing all these things. And yet I was just like, you know what? Here's my bare butt. Take it or leave it. This is me. And I think I wrote that at the at the end too. It's like, hey, this is me getting lost in the sauce of publishing world. I'm still figuring it all out myself. Therefore, I'm allowing myself not to be hard on myself. I'm allowing myself not to be judgmental. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to allow myself to get lost and let the journey guide me to wherever it needs to go. Because at the time when I published it almost a year ago, um, I didn't know that I had to do all these things. Yes, subconsciously, I kind of knew I needed to and I should have. But I was really, really like so focused on publishing the book on May 4th. And if I missed that date, it was over in my head. This is this is what was going through my head. Um, And I wanted it to be. Yep. I wanted it to be published on May 4th because I was like, may the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Right. Um, Right. It was just. May 4th meant a lot to me just to meant it. Okay, there's just so much backstory, but like I never watched Star Wars, never watched, <laughs> never. You never um, watched Star Wars, and and you're like, I'm gonna put the Star Wars thing in the book because yeah. like uh, I'm just weird like that. Some Listen. person in Star Wars, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a meme. So I, I I'm gonna be that person. I I was that poor person. I was like, all right, May fourth, we're gonna go for it. If I don't publish it on May fourth, I missed my chance. I don't know. This is what's going through my head last year. 
And I had this like burning desire. I had to do it right then and there. This was after my birthday trip to Cancun in April. I've already had the draft. It was sitting in my computer for almost two years. And between April and May 4th, I had a very short, like what, six, not even six weeks. I had, I think, three weeks of writing, finalizing the screen, uh, the script or the screenplay <clears throat> manuscript. And I was like, I'm going to just, we're just shooting for the May 4th uh, date. And that's really all I was obsessed with. I, I didn't think about, hey, Aya, why don't you go through all these steps of, you know, checking off everything, going through the editor, getting a better getting a designer for your book because I also designed the the first edition myself like literally did everything myself um I didn't think about hey why don't you publish it in 2024 <laughs> like you'll you have a whole year no pressure take it easy but, so why, this is me just there you why go that's you that's that's why I did not want to let go of that mo momentum that I had, that burning desire that it needed to be published May 4th. And that's why I published it the way I did. Um, and they're here now talking about it a, almost a year later. And I'm about to go, it's going to go through its second revision. I have um, a new design for the book that I'm excited to reveal once, once it's published. So I'm hoping I'm shooting for May fourth, uh, my one year um, birthday anniversary with the book, to reveal the new design and announce the revised version. I guess. So, have you gotten to talk about your book on other podcasts? A little bit, but I feel like this is the first time I've ever actually um, went in depth with it and the reason why I say that is because you've actually read the book with other people it was more of like a little um promotion type of thing like oh tell me more about what that means and that's it um okay well good so I I hope it's okay with you that uh we're getting into this that I'm just kind of telling you go for uh, it how I'm thinking about it like as as we're going here <laughs> so, like, let's go is what the conversation is today and yeah. um getting lost in the sauce yeah and so okay so you did a kind of a, a, the the lockdown makeover as i like to call it uh but you did it like a year before you had mm -hmm. like a year jump on everybody um wow the uh because like at that point at that like you either you sank or you swam when that when that shit went down like you know you either like put in your shit and or you fucking just let let the world fucking take you down and just fucking woe is oh. me through that and you fucking but you went and did that a year before you you had the the jump start on people and... you th you think that was that let's back up a little and let me give your audience a context because they <clears throat> they don't know i don't know if they know what you're talking about unless they uh, all bought the book because you know listen hey according to amazon my paperback has been sold out so <laughs> that's right you know <laughs> you know maybe they did 
did pick up the copy. Uh, but for those that did not read the book, um, so in 2019, this is a year before COVID hit, and I didn't even know that COVID was going to hit. Um, oh, come COVID... on, come on, you knew. You knew. <laughs> you, you, you set up the whole thing. Thank you. Know, you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It yeah. all came from me, too. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2019 was a very shitty year for me because that was when I was going through my breakup with my ex-husband. So, like, that's when I announced we were, that's it, we were done. Um, and in addition to that, um, I'm getting fired from my corporate job. So I'm just getting L's, like, you know, just losses, you know, um, from here and there. And I figured, all right, I could really just sit here be depressed and feel sorry for myself or I can really take life by the balls and just say fuck this um <clears throat> because I had that moment in my life and I think we've talked about it in my first um interview with you um but if you didn't um I had a moment when I was going through um my earthquake that's what I call it the earthquake of life I had a question like I questioned myself like what the hell is what am I doing here I'm unhappy like nobody loves me. I hate my job. Job hates me back. Like I, my self-esteem is so low. Uh, confidence. I don't even know anything about confidence because self-esteem is so low. Like, what do I do? The easiest thing and the logical thing that made sense to me at that time was to take my own life. And it was very easy because I had this uh, come to Jesus conversation with myself, uh, as we all do. And I had it while I was on the road going like 80 miles per hour. So I, it was very easy for me to just be like, boop, car, car crash, bum, I out, like, see you on the other side. You know, like I had that opportunity. I literally looked at the freaking wheel and I was just like thinking that, like, it's not that hard to take my own life right now. Um, and then something in me, let's just call it higher self-consciousness was saying hey think about your family like don't be selfish don't be stupid um if you want to take your life let's just pretend you took your life and then what so I had to have those images and those conversations with myself I was like all right well let's pretend that you died and you were reborn you're welcome God gave you a second life let's start acting like you're living a second life which you are you no longer have a deadbeat husband. You no longer have a job you hate. You're starting from scratch, clean slate. You are re you're born again. Born again, new person. You, what does that look like? What do you want to do? How do you want to live your life? You now know what it's like to live a shitty life. You have that experience. You're welcome. How can you turn that shittiness into amazingness? And... I really had to ha have that, had to sit down with that and really think about what that looked like for me. And it started off as a ripple effect. It first started off with me signing up to a newsletter for an acting school, which then evolved into going into a workshop, evolved into taking classes, evolved into getting so um, involved in acting. I loved it so much. It helped me actually grow my confidence and grow my self-esteem where my acting teacher was saying, Aya, you're ready. This is like within two months of me taking acting classes. Like, you're ready to go full time. You're ready to go and be an actual working actor. And I'm like, me? I don't know squat about auditioning. I don't know anything about being on set. I'm like super, super green. What do you mean? Like, I'm a business person. I only have sales and marketing experience. It's like, that's, you're better than, 
Oh, he didn't say you're better than other actors, but he said you're far more ahead mentally because you're thinking as a business person. And that's what a lot of actors in the acting world, they lack. They don't have that. All they want to do is act, but they don't know anything else. You have tech experience. You have marketing and sales experience. You're good. Go. And once I got those words of encouragement, everything else started to evolve. And it's just, I started to fall in love with my life every single day. And that evolution has evolved and brought me here. And that That process is what I call, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Rusty Diamond's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it has evolved because I, I got out of my own way. I let go of my ego. You know, I let go and stepped into the unknown and that's the scary part is when you remove your identity you let go of your ego you remove from identifying with your ego identifying with your past right or identifying or creating this illusionary self and you just say you know what this is me this is who i am right now and i am open to whatever happens you know it's i'm open to the unknown it's scary but i trust that everything will work out for the best and it has and now i'm like the biggest um advocate for just embrace the unknown that's why i wrote the book getting lost in the sauce get out of your own way get lost so you can find yourself get lost so you can find your destination so i mean you metaphorically did crash your car and get into a new life powerful yeah that's exactly what happened yeah i mean that was your moment i was like fuck okay i guess i mean that was you going into something totally different than like okay this this life isn't working let's do something new let's fucking Mm -hmm. as the kids say let's let's fucking go Um, or as the kids say let's fuck this shit up like that that's literally what it was for me i was like all right i'm not gonna write any more bucket list i don't care about it you know now it's a matter of i want to create a life where i can do whatever i want which has always been my desire to do whatever i want every day not having to have a boss that's that has always been my desire um and do what i love yeah just to be able to do what I love. And I now, like a few years later, after 2020, like I get to do what I love every single day and I get paid for it. Like, oh, oh my God, like I'm living the dream because I get to decide what I do throughout the day. I get to decide what I commit to. I get to decide the type of impact I want to make. I get to decide how I want to show up and the type of um, work I want to do the type of impact I want to do, the type of work I want to get involved in. It's, it's, a, it's awesome to be able to be your own creator of your own life. Magical. So, kind of had a side thought. Uh, do it. So, okay. So you're in commercial real estate. Uh, and you're also into time crunch of getting something done to put it out. Uh, and you're also into screenplay and acting mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature. Politics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Politics. 
but what if because you have access to these places that you're working on selling that is a set that is a set you don't need to pay for and you can uh if you're under time constraints you know uh get stuff done quickly through if you uh I don't know. You're able to get something uh, in there, and you can also, yeah, be able to. I mean, I don't know how many. Because uh, I mean, you get to act every time that you're, you know, selling a place too. Yeah, I some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to think about this one because you're not the first person to say, oh, they're always acting. Um, <clears throat> and in a, in some way, we are always acting, right? Um, essentially, even right now, you're putting up an act. We're all, we all, we all do, right? Um, it, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I actually think to be a good actor, you have to come from a place of heart and authenticity. So, yeah, everything is an act but you can be so fake and so gross and ingenuine you're not acting at this point you're just being yourself you know um maybe you are maybe that is how you were raised and that is the the act that has been ingrained in a person but like people can feel bad acting right like they can feel that energy and they can interpret it for me, it has always, I don't know who ingrained it, um, but if I'm not passionate about something, I don't want it, I'm not going to do it. And if you force me to do it, guess what? It's going to turn into poop. Um, I'm just putting it out there. But that's how it is. If I'm not passionate about something, it's you're not going to get the best version of me. And a lot of people, when they say, wow, you're very passionate, I was like, good. That's exactly what I want you to think. Because if I'm not passionate, there's something wrong with me. Uh, and there's something wrong in my ideology or in my belief system of what's happening right now. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to when I'm doing presentations or if I'm, you know, I, I led a meeting this uh, on Monday this week for with a libertarian group. Um, and, you know, being the Charleston County chair, I had to present, right? Present the meeting, present the um, the ex executive meeting that we have once a month. And I was thinking about like, okay, why am I not nervous? And it's just like, well, we're just going to go with the flow. We're getting, allowing myself to get lost in the sauce of what it's like to be a chair. Um, but I think the, maybe this is my answer. Um, you kind of helped me with I didn't have to put up put up an act. I just showed up and was myself. And I tuned in from a place of passion, tuned in from a place of authenticity. Therefore, I didn't need to be nervous or worry or be stressed out because it came from a place from an authentic authentic place. Therefore, I, therefore, I didn't need to act, but act as myself. Which but, is a big difference. Yeah. Of between the two there's a huge mm -hmm. difference and yeah i mean people will be able to buy into you because like 
you know, as any sort of acting, like you're not like, oh yeah, that's not believable. This person's just, uh, you know, like you can be a fucking slime ball salesperson. And I know a lot of slime ball salespersons. I've worked a lot of slime ball salespeople and so you can smell them. You can fucking smell mm -hmm. them coming a mile away. And you're just like, fuck dude, like, Mm -hmm. some the people who can see through it can see right through it i mean you're gonna you're gonna get sales but like i don't know it'd be hard it'd be hard for me to do something like that uh and not be myself or you know sell like i don't like selling shit that i'm not into um, oh yeah me and too. i've done that i've done it and it's fucking miserable yeah um, mm -hmm. yeah that's why walked out yeah, I, I'm not a fan of sales. Um, and I don't consider myself a salesperson. I consider myself a marketing person for that exact reason. I hate selling. Um, and I do my best even in commercial real estate, but anywhere, even uh, just as a personal note for myself, I intentionally do my best to do anything and everything in terms of marketing myself, my business, my team, my partners. If you can double, triple, 10x on your marketing, you don't have to do the selling because the consumer, the prospect will read all of these things, will find you actually. It's very easy to Google a person or a business. And when they can look you up and educate themselves on your company, on your brand, the next thing they have to do is pick up the phone, call you and say, hey, man, or hey, Aya, hey, Rusty, I want to book you, man. You sold me. Your website sold me. I did my research. And, and, and what I've noticed, too, with customers, lead prospects and customers, they're very proud when they talk to us, like when they talk to me, when they talk to my partner. I said, I've done research. I know who I'm talking to. And I'm like, this is good. My strategy, my marketing strategy is working. This is good. And that's when, you know, you can kind of try to figure out where did you find me? If it was Google, where did you, how did you find me? What did you see? You know, uh, but that's what I do. I, because I'm not a bad, I don't love selling. I don't want to say I'm, I'm a, not a good seller. I, I think I'm a really good salesperson, but I don't like to sell because if you, the consumer, the prospect, if a person, let's just say a person, if a person does not see value in me, then I don't want to do business with you. I don't want to have to go chase after you and beg for your business. If you don't see value in me, then sorry, this is a partnership. This is not, this is not a transaction for me. This is a relationship. And we're going to go on a journey together, whether it's in commercial real estate, whether it's anywhere, whatever journey we're going to go on, it's going to be a journey you and I are going to go on together. And I want to make sure that it's a good one. And it all starts with the fundamentals, which is trust. Do you, as my client, as my customer, trust me? That's it. And sure, let's let's get to know each other. Let's have these conversations. And a lot of times when I talk to people, they immediately draw, get drawn into me. They're like, all right, I trust you. I'm like, cool, perfect. Trust is the, my love language. If I can hear the word trust, that you trust me, boom. That to me is like, all right, great. I sold you. Let's go on to the actual transaction. Because trust is so important for me. If I have your trust and you have mine, perfect. And now that's my job as a salesperson is to continue to strengthen that trust that you have in me 
so that I can continue to prove to you why you and I are perfect together to work together. Um, that's where I see, that's how I think when I think of salespeople. So it's not about, hey, let me sell you commercial real estate. Hey, let me sell you a car. Let me sell you whatever. It's about, at the end of the day, I'm selling myself. Because you're going to do business with me first. You're doing the business with me, period. And if you don't like me, that's a problem. (laughs) Then it's going to be, yeah, yeah. we're not going to have a good transaction. If you you can't trust me, we're not going to have a good transaction. So that's the very first. You and I both have have to have a trusting relationship before we go anywhere else. That's important. important. Very much so. Like lays a good foundation. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, once, once you have that, then it's just like, okay, well, you're not, you're not here to screw me over. You're not here. Exactly. To, yeah. You know, yes. You know, I'm not the stupid fucking Mark that you're just taking advantage of. Exactly. Like, if I can make my client or a prospect, just a person, let's just go with that. If I can make a person feel like, Hey, I'm not taking advantage of you. I honor you at whatever stage you are in. And the fact that you even showed up, the fact that you took the step of trying to interview me, have a call with me, I honor you for that. Let's build that foundation where we can build that trust and know that who you're working with is not going to do shady things. I'm not that type of person. Like I very much genuinely believe in karma. Therefore, I do my best to be good to people. Um, So... I, I do believe in good karma. Like if you do good, it's going to come back to you 10 times fold um, through other ways. So I just, I, I live by that rule. So I, I do my best to be good to everybody. You ever see the show? My name is Earl. You know, I've heard of it, but no, I don't think so. So no. that's like the whole premise of the show. Um, yeah. He was a guy that just always does bad stuff. Bad things happen to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, like he win wins the lottery, but then immediately gets hit by a car and like then loses the ticket. And uh, so then the whole thing is he goes and makes this big list of all these people that, in you know different ways, he screwed people over, and um, starts going off one by one each person. Each person's a different episode and uh, making it right with them. And nice. then good things start happening to him, and then um, nice. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's basically that's me. That's something about 2019, right before I embarked on my getting lost in the sauce journey. Um, I don't want to say I was very egoistical, but I was very close-minded, and I would say coming, I functioned from a place of ego as well as you know not being fully present um tapping into my traumas my fear based um so I gave a lot of my power to my ex-husband or at least I used him as an excuse to hold myself back and after that incident of you know when the my the earthquake happened everything started to fall um apart I just said you know I'm going to function from a place of presence. I'm not, I'm no longer going to let fear dictate my life. And when fear creeps in, let's sit with it 
and try to find ways to combat it. And what's best way, what's a good and best way to combat fear is to actually do the thing that you're scared of, you know, um, and challenging yourself to do the thing because, you know, how can you, so it's, it's scary to um, address fear, you know, um, when you're scared, you're scared. It's, and you, you start to make up some really good stories for yourself of why you should not do the thing, you know, because fear really, the ego within fear will create some amazing, very valuable, valid reasons, you know, and the ego will ad- admit and agree like, yeah, this is very scary. And then how can you, from the higher perspective, higher self, say, you know, I acknowledge this fear, but I challenge myself to do it anyway. That's what I did with acting. I did that with writing, did that with modeling, did that with commercial real estate, did that with the Libertarian Party. I've, I've, I've continuously tried to, not tried, I've continuously attempted and pushed myself outside of my comfort zone for that exact reason. Like, all right, fear is there to protect us, but literally nobody's going to hurt you. So why don't you just go and explore? That's again, why don't you allow yourself to get lost in the sauce of your own curiosity, of your own desires, explore, it doesn't need to be anything serious, all you have to do is just let go of this fear, do it anyway, and just see how that feels, no one's gonna kill you or hurt you, the only person hurting you and holding you back is literally you, so can you, for a moment, get out of your own way? And actually allow yourself to embrace the unknown. And I mean, every time that you don't, you're enforcing it more and more. And um, it's not like that thing probably won't ever happen to you again. Uh, you probably won't encounter that sort of thing ever again. Like, oh, yep, I just one time and then good thing I don't have to worry about that anymore. That's uh, that probably will never come back and, uh, you know, find me at some point. Um Probably, yeah, probably be good. No, nothing to worry about. And uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, shit. Okay, here it is again. And now, yeah, it's stronger. And Mm -hmm. probably should have done something about that. Yeah, and I feel like what I've been actually, I've been shifting my perspective a little bit even further, is when the fear comes in, and it's like, ooh, I'm so scared, or blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I try my best to take a few deep breaths and um you know okay this this the speech that i just gave the bullshit speech of embrace the unknown it's so easy i get out of your own way it's so easy it's not i have to deal with it every single day myself i have to deal with myself um but another perspective that i play with um to manipulate myself (laughs) in a positive way is that thing is placed onto your path for a reason. And it is up to you to overcome it. And if you don't overcome it now, that thing is going to come in a different shape or form sometime in the later future until you are courageous enough to overcome it. So do you want to not do the thing and put it off for a later time and it's just going to continuously come up for you 
in other shapes of shapes and experiences or should you do you just want to take care of this business right now whether that's you know feeling the feelings you know feeling the frustrations whatever that is talking having these uncomfortable conversations with your loved ones or whatever whatever the challenge and the fear is for you um do you want to embrace it right now which i think right now is the best time there is if you if you ask me or do you want to put it off and let it you know it's almost like putting um dirt under the uh fridge eventually the fridge is going to break down you're going to I have to renew the fridge and guess what all the crap that you just um you just try to get rid of it's all under the fridge so you you're not really cleaning it you're just kind of like brushing it off eventually everything's going to shut down you're going to have to get a new fridge you're going to have to clean the whole freaking area and that area is like so nasty and gross is that what you want you know um so yeah like whenever anything you know whenever i feel triggered emotions are coming up past traumas are coming up past fears are coming up i try not to you know i try not to brush it off anymore i'm just i i sit with it and i either talk to a friend or i talk to myself and we really we as in me myself and i or my friends we all work through it together and we really try to find a solution to to heal the things embrace the unknown to heal the traumas whatever that is the fear and um, yeah, I've noticed that it's just, it's like popping that little annoying pimple on your face and letting it finally breathe, like letting your face breathe. It's 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 beautiful. And um, I don't know, I kind of want to take this opportunity to transition to you, Rusty, because it, it kind of, um, that's exactly what you did with me a few weeks ago when we had our hypnosis session. Um, yeah. It's um, <clears throat> I don't know how much you want to expand on that or if you want to go into that, but you've healed, uh, what is it, past childhood traumas for me um, during our session. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. And it was it was basically what I was just describing. Like, that's what I felt like is what happened with my childhood traumas. I felt like I kind of put them under a rug or you know under fridge and I didn't really work through them and boom here we were able to fix big major things that were holding me back but just not even holding me back there was just so much pain there and you just made it go away you didn't make it go away but you healed it and I didn't even know that was possible like my goodness that was you that was you that did that. I didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. I just you I just no don't no no don't you dare don't you dare no don't you dare that was all you I didn't know what was going on in your head I, I know, didn't know what I was know. going on. I was like you go do it you you here here's a toolbox you're like let's see you later I'll see you in a little bit I'm gonna go uh, I... go take the dog no. for a walk and uh, no you know you're discounting yourself right now don't you dare don't you dare Rusty you did more than that you. You you brought your toolbox with you, and you did some little magic there, here and there. You're like, okay, we just touched something that was very um, painful. Uh, let's find a way to not make it painful. And it was just, it was, it was, that was art. And it takes a very talented artist to do what you did. And I I believe I told you, um, I I saw 
hypnotherapist in the past, especially this was during 2018, 2019, when I was going through my own depression with my ex and my work at the time, I, none of, I had a one hour session with them just as much as I had with you. I think I had about like almost two hours with you, but it wasn't as, uh, as impactful or yeah, or as effective as it was with you, Rusty. So no, I, I very much, um, I don't want you to discount yourself at all. I think, I think you have to advertise, actually. I encourage you to advertise it more um, because what you did was very, very healing. And even the next day I messaged my friend and I, I sent her voice memos. <clears throat> and I told her about my experience because she asked, she told me, she asked me to tell her how my experience was because she was very much interested in what you do. Um, and I told her, like, this is what happened. Like, I went into details. And she said, she sent me a recording back. And she said, you know, it sounds to me, you sound better. Like, your voice sounded better. Like, my, and, and she even felt my energy better. Because that's how impactful it was. Yeah, Rusty. So, for anybody listening, like, please contact Rusty. Like, I'm really advertising the crap out of him because he's so worth it. Um, you you have to try, uh, Rusty as a hypno. I don't know how am I say how how do you how do you call your what do you call yourself, Rusty? Uh, uh, I'm like a magician. The, the fucking yeah. The <laughs> no, little, you're not. Uh, little, uh, pocket watch. I'm the pocket watch guy. I'm a pocket watch artist. Uh, is what uh, I go by. That should be you my are the artist. pocket pocket watch artist and it um, doesn't really tell a story but i think you know you, no. you should have, create like an advertisement I, like, uh, I need to make a new commercial uh it's something i need to do you saw the one uh i made that like in 2019 or something yeah you didn't even have hair like no, it's I, so I not on brand i was just like different. yeah so um, not on brand yeah. yeah, it's been been a while, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I don't know because I made a commercial like another commercial a couple years ago, um, at my shop, mm -hmm. um, but I need to make a new hypnosis commercial. Like it's been, like yeah, it's like like oh here's this guy with a buzzed head, and then they're like oh fuck who's this fucking goofer? <laughs> like what's this guy? What's this guy doing? This isn't this isn't who I signed up for. But listen, like even your um, your wallpaper right now, it's perfect. You can just really talk and um, just remove the cat thing. The, um, what Sorry, is this? shithead and Leon, you guys are getting the boot. At the boot. <laughs> you guys are getting the boot. But uh, yep, yeah, they don't watch it. Then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, they're not. I have the doors shut right now, so they can't, can't come in and uh, and nice. join. But uh, love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like, like I used to do the the hypnosis with like the, um, you know, cases similar, somewhat to yours. Like, I wouldn't charge oh. for it. Um, that was the one thing I wouldn't charge for. Why? Because um, it's like what it can do in fucking two hours. Like, I just saw what it was doing, and like, it, like the way that I do it is different than other people. For mm -hmm. that one, like I've specifically dialed in that 
and mm -hmm. I don't know, like it's, it's something that it's it's important and important to be able to do it. And like the fact that a lot of people like there's that you can say I'm triggered now and like I'm just not gonna worry about this shit and it'll be fine. Like like you say, and then it's gonna come back bigger and like like mm -hmm. oh fuck, I wish I had done something earlier. And you can't and like if you don't like me. I don't know why you're listening is if you don't like me. Uh, but if you're someone else who like gets the message that's like, oh, like there's somebody who can do this, like go find another hypnotist. Like that's the path you want to be on. If it's not me, I don't give a fuck. But like hypnotists can do this. There's other ones. Uh, it might not be like mine, but it'd probably be on the right path, at least uh, that you should be on. If you can find one that you you groove with is what you should do like with you like with um your your real estate like people are finding you because they they groove with you and it's like okay that's mm -hmm. who i'm gonna work with and there's a lot of fucking other agents out there and yeah. they can go there but you know what they're coming to you and that's the that's what you do yeah i would just say for you <clears throat> 10x you know i'm not even Thing, double down anymore like if you can not even double down you know okay you know what doubling down on marketing looks like can you do 10 can you aim for so high you know um educating your prospect on who you are what kind of impact you're making that way all they have to do is just pick up the phone and call you you know if you can really just focus on the marketing you don't need to do anything else because essentially you too are a salesperson you're just selling a different product you're you're selling a service but the service that you're selling is so healing and is so necessary i love that uh graph that you shared with me um about what was it like you know an average person can go through it to a therapist for like a couple of hundred times and maybe maybe after they find the perfect therapist, um, they start healing things. What was the other one? Was it? Or, but then, like, what you can do with the hypnotist? Uh, it was like six sessions. Like, yeah, but I can probably do it in one. Uh, oh yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. But like, uh, <clears throat> it, but then it's like, you know, ninety six, ninety seven percent, like, gonna stick. Just after that, like, whereas, mm -hmm. like, you got probably, a, I think, a 38% chance of it when you're doing it with mm -hmm. that, over hundreds, over hundreds of fucking appointments mm -hmm. with a, yep. um, yeah. a therapist, psychologist, yeah. therapist, counselor, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And you have like a 38% chance that it's going to be better. Um, yeah, it's uh, actually very sad. And <clears throat> If that's not proof that our medical industry is screwed, you know, and really it's, it's, um, it's just there as a cash cow, essentially, they're just there for your money, you know, um, you just kind of start figuring different ways of healing yourself. Um, and I write that in my book as well. For me, it was, I did, um, I, I got fortunate enough of my aunt from Germany who practices sujok therapy, which, which was very similar to acupuncture. And she didn't really do much, but put uh, needles into my hand. And then within 30 minutes, she gave me that little boost of energy that I needed. Because when 
I don't know if you've ever experienced depression. I don't want to assume, but <clears throat> I'm, I, yeah, let's just say, at least yeah. I think we all have at some point in our life, like when you're depressed, your energy is so freaking low, you don't even feel yourself. You can't feel the energy. You want to be happy. You want to be normal, but you're not because you're sad and you're just, if everything feels so dark and so heavy, and that's what I was going through at the time i didn't even want to see my aunts and i'm so fortunate to have had my mom there to say hey i'll drive you there like let's go and that's how i was fortunate enough to get the acupuncture and that's what really gave me that little booster jump of like okay they're coming to a reality what do you want to do now like go live your life what does your living your life to your best ability look like um and that's, I feel like that's what you do as well, Rusty. Like it's almost, it, it's a power boost for things that people, I think a regular person doesn't really comprehend or even think about going into when they go under hypnosis. Whereas with therapy, they think they immediately have this assumption that a doctor who has a PhD a therapist, right? Who also ha should have a PhD. Um, that they immediately will solve their problems. Like I did go through it to therapy as well when I was going through my depression and I felt so disappointed. I was like, Jesus Christ, is this, is this therapy? Like, I don't feel better than I, if anything, I feel worse when I, before I came in, how, like, I feel worse leaving than I did coming in. Like, what the fuck, you know? And it's not because the therapist tried to, you know, tap into my pain. No, she was just like, all right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell I'll me more. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, seriously? This is it? I, I, I think I have a better therapy, therapeutic sessions with my friends than I did with the therapist that I didn't know, you know? Um, it was just it just felt very inauthentic for me, and I think that's where we we go back to it's it it's inauthenticity, and people can you know I think they can sense that unless you're so 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 depressed, but luckily, I guess I wasn't, but I really did not like that therapist, and I was just like, nope, this is the last time, fuck this like i i mm -mm. I'd rather go heal myself than go through a therapist, pay them a couple of hundred bucks just so they can take notes about what the hell I told them and then go talk shit about me behind my back to their fucking friends. I don't know. This is crap that comes through my head. Um, yeah. Versus hypnosis. We're, we're really going deep into where the pain has derived. And that's that pain. That's kind of dictating who you are now, even though that pain came from um, your childhood, which was like what, 20, 30 years ago. A therapist won't be able to do any of that. You don't have to tell me anything even if you don't. Yeah. The whole thing. You don't have to tell me. You can have yeah. it all in, in your head, work through it. Yes. And like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what she was doing. She was just sitting there like with a shovel and doing some stuff. And right. Know, like, but oh. it was a, it was great because you facilitated this entire journey so well. And, and, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. In my head, I'm like, oh, my God, like, there's just so much happening. Um, there was a moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, you uh, you asked me, like, let's go to um, 
childhood, when you were like three or four years old, and immediately the one number one biggest pain point that I always refer to popped into my head when you said, go back to when you were three or four. And tears started to pour through me while I'm in hypnosis. And I'm like, oh, you're going to go here then. <laughs> and you were like, you were prepared to have this happy, joyful moment. And I'm going dark. I'm like, this is what happened. And you're like, oh, snap. Let's, let's okay yeah but I what I admired and loved about that is you were so open you were just like okay take me guide me what else do you see and you've really helped kind of it almost felt like you were there with me when I was three years old and you you were the adult kind of facilitating this whole situation that I was going through it was a very like I said it was a traumatic experience for me at three years old um and yeah, you, you've facilitated it so well. I, I think like now, even now talking about it just feels, feels good because I feel like, I feel safe. Whereas when I was three years old, up until before the hypnosis, it felt like it was just me against everybody else. It was very, very hard. So it feels less harsh now after the hypnosis. So. And I mean... I don't know, because like uh, I was talking to a, a guy a while back, uh, and I was talking about how like if I'm, you know, in some sort of state like hypnosis or, uh, you know, tripping balls or something, uh, as the kids say um, sometimes, mm -hmm. and like I'm like, oh man, I got to make sure I don't fucking have a bad trip, like, and then he, but he said no you're at the time where it's the you're like at your best place to be able to deal with that part right there going like if that thought comes up fucking hit it grab it and be like yo fucker let's let's go let's let's figure this out and i was like yeah that's a good good point and so like that's kind of what i feel like with hypnosis like you're at the best place to be able to deal yeah. with that right then like let's just fucking you, you're not gonna have a better time to do it let's just do it and then it's done and nothing will be as impactful anytime you deal anything that could bring it back up next yep. time so i don't know go for it was it. great go for it. it's cool it was yeah, great yeah it was great keep doing it keep promoting it because yeah i'm, I'm don't deprive just like what i said in my, in my book don't deprive people of your gift. And that's a gift, Rusty. Like, I can't do what you do. Um, and like I said, huh? Maybe. Maybe you could. Maybe, maybe you but could. I don't want, I don't have the desire. You know, that's therefore, okay, yeah. yeah, therefore that there's, there's a lack of passion. So maybe I could be, right? But like, that's not what I want to do. You know, I, I love talking about it. I love experiencing it. But to be a hypnotist, see, I can't even get the terminology right. Um, Yeah, I, I don't have that desire, you know, whereas for you, like, if that's your desire, if, and you're really good at it, and, and I, I can see a lot of fulfillment there. I think you just need to really, like, double down and explore what 
explore it more you know allow yourself to explore what it's like to be a best-selling hypnotist <laughs> you know yeah here right now um, there you go see there you go nice. got me in, in the right state um, nice. <laughs> i mean yeah it's i don't know there, there wasn't there hasn't been yeah many things that i am good at but this is one this is one i'm good at so we all say that but it. yes yes i think you got to really focus on your strengths and I, I don't want to say develop your weaknesses but you know continue to expand on your strengths because you don't know what your limit is um i don't think i told you this um i said this to a couple of people already in the last few weeks i may have told you i don't remember but um i haven't told your audience so my favorite number is more and my favorite experience is more and so I always push for more because you don't know what your limit is so why would you limit yourself because you assume that you've hit your limit now you're limiting yourself therefore I always aim for more um am I content am I happy with what I have absolutely but can I aim for more? Absolutely. And I should let it always, you know, like what else you got kind of a thing, you know? Um, I love to continue to expand. Like I, I love, um, I love allowing myself to explore. I love allowing myself to observe and learn. So it's like, well, how do you know you've learned everything? How do you know, you know, everything you don't. Well, so why are you limiting yourself? Same, same with like, okay, you won 50,000 a year or 100,000 a year. Why are you limiting yourself? You're already making that. I mean, sure, you can be content with 50 to 100, whatever. You can be content with 20, right? It doesn't matter, but why are you limiting yourself? (laughs) Yeah, why not? I don't know. That's just me. That's why I say like more, 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 more. Yeah, like, oh, and it's, oh, it's oh. not, and it's not coming from a place of greed. It's coming from a place of uh, curiosity. Like, okay, here's my goal, but I'm gonna try to overachieve. And it's not a perfectionism or overachieving perspective, but again, curiosity. Like, okay, cool. This is my goal. Can I meet it? If I can meet it, great. I'm happy, obviously, right? I'm gonna celebrate myself, but let's shoot for higher. Maybe, you know, reach for the sky or what is it? Reach for the stars. You might, or shoot for the stars and you might land in the moon type of a phrase, right? So, yeah, yeah. that's where I come from. And so then that's where you come from. That's where you are. Think bigger. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, if people want to find you, because that's where you are, that's how they'll yeah. find you. Uh, how are they going to yep. find you? How are they going to get your book? So how are they going to get my book? Yeah, to, Rusty, you tell them. You tell them. You, uh, <laughs> you can go, you can search it. You can search. Uh, I'm pretty uh, Googleable, actually. Yeah. Um, I guess that's probably easier. 
Yeah, yeah, you probably can just Google me. It's Aya Hodra, A-Y-A-H-O-J-A. -A. Uh, my book is Getting Lost in the Sauce. It is on Amazon, written by my given birth name, um, birth name and last name. So it's Aigul Hodradova. Um, made a conscious decision to write from my birth name rather than Aya Hodra, which is a short version or like a nickname. So. And yeah, you can find me at, on Google. I'm on almost all social media platforms as Aya Hodra. And yeah, I would love to stay in touch with your uh, listeners. Me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it was great uh, getting to talk with you. And uh, I'll have you back on uh, in a few months. If you're up yeah, for let's it. I'm up for it. Maybe we do uh, May 4th. Ooh. May 4th. That yes. Be, okay. That sounds good. We can do that. Uh, you got it. I'll, I'll uh, boom. get that. Um, boom. I'll boom. And there. awesome. And I'm going to do my best to not disappoint your listeners as well as mine. Um, and actually publish the revised version. And the months had been going by so freaking fast. So I'm going to really have to sit down and revise. Them. By May 4th? By May 4th, yeah. There it is. You heard it first there, or second or heard, third or something. But you heard it. Uh, you heard it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, have a great rest of your day. And, thank uh, you, Rusty. You're the best. You bet. I, I, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's Aya Oja. So, yeah. Follow at her. Because um, I said so. Get a hold of her. Get her book. I write it. You can read it. What you gonna do? Read a book, dog. And that is the show. Man. Uh it is the show, man. That is the show, man. Oh no, that is the show, man. I'm gonna get it. That's the show, man. Boom! It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.